sharpen your intellect with these five nootropic foods. Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and you are going to want to check out the infographic that goes along with this podcast. It is right there in the link below wherever you are listening to this. I've got a cool brain food pyramid infographic to go along with this. It's really quite well designed and it visually breaks down the nootropic foods. You're going to want to check that out. It is, uh, I guess, kind of supposed to be a replacement for that uh, big agriculture-sponsored food pyramid that we, uh, at least in the United States, that we all grew up with in our classrooms. So, let's dive in. I have to admit something to you. Yesterday, I ate a package of cookies. It was my day off. I was just relaxing, and I thought, you know, I deserve a cheat day. Why not? And they were good going down. But then something strange happened. In the next hour or two after eating the cookies, I was struck by how unhappy I became. Even though I was sitting on my comfortable couch in my comfortable apartment in the center of a fun city, even though I'd had a kick-ass week doing the work I love, even though I was just a few clicks away from a massive digital library of television and movies along with books I've bought on subjects that interest me or social networks full of people who would be eager to meet me, even though I had a smartphone in my hand full of contacts of people I like spending time with, I just could not find even a modicum of relaxed satisfaction between my neurotic clicking, swiping, and browser tab juggling. In recent memory, it really was one of the most unhappy states I've found myself in. And this brings me to an important point. Food has a subtle yet profound effect on our mood. So, uh, with that out of the way, check out this article by Ben of Brain Pro Tips. And this is something that he contributed to Limitless Mindset. There's no doubt that diet is one of the most important modifiable risk factors for dementia, in addition to having neuroprotective effects. Regular consumption of certain foods confers a clear cognitive edge. Cha-ching! That's what we really want out of that cognitive edge. We want that cha-ching! I always enjoy getting a new computer with excess RAM, no lag, and no bloatware to make a bad 
analogy, these brain foods will upgrade your brain so that it's just as snappy as a new computer. Just like sleep flushes the brain of toxins, some foods seem to reverse brain aging. Colorful foods like blueberries are particularly antioxidant rich. So there's a surprising connection between food color and nootropic effects. There's an interesting connection between how colorful a food is and its antioxidant and nootropic effects. Many colorful compounds, beta carotene for example, are conjugated systems with alternating single and double bonds. Note the alternating double and single bonds in the structure of beta carotene, shown below. And then I include a molecular, one of those 3D molecular graphics of it, along with a bunch of beta carotene rich foods in a photo gallery. Conjugated systems form the basis of chromospores, which are light-absorbing parts of a molecule that can cause a compound to be colored. Conjugated systems also make good antioxidants because they can better stabilize lone pairs of electrons, allowing them to soak up free radicals. And a free radical is just an electron lone pair. Free radical scavengers protect the body from oxidative stress and allow it to work more efficiently. As a nootropic user, you'll want to load up on antioxidants to help fortify the brain against excitotoxicity. Methylene blue is an up-and-coming nootropic that is also a conjugated system like beta-carotene with significant free radical scavenging capabilities. Methylene blue has excellent blood-brain barrier permeability like many nootropic foods which allows it to enter mitochondria. Once in mitochondria, methylene blue buffers electron flow by accepting and donating electrons. The effect is increased energy production in neurons and an overall improvement in neural efficiency. And methylene blue is something I'm going to dive back into here shortly. My friend Mark Sloan just completed a, uh, a book on methylene blue. He uh, has some great research that he puts together. I enjoyed his other books. And I will actually attach to this blog, I will embed it, my biohacker review of methylene blue. When I did it, I was surprised to discover that it turned my mouth really blue. My mouth has never been as blue as when I tried methylene blue, which is what you would suspect from the name, right? Okay, let's talk about the five best cognitive enhancing foods. 
search online and you'll find many articles touting the benefits of foods like salmon or avocado on brain health. But sometimes a laundry list of foods can be overwhelming. That's why I want to share with you a consolidated list of five foods with proven cognitive benefits. These are the heavy hitters with the most clinical evidence supporting a brain-fortifying effect. Brain aging is a drawn-out process that begins well before you notice any symptoms. On the bright side, this means that there's ample time for an overhauled diet to keep you sharp and stave off brain aging. Let's talk about cognitive reserve. There's this interesting theory in neuroscience called cognitive reserve. It's the notion that when you're young, you have excess brain capacity. Boy, that is sure how a lot of young people probably feel, right? They probably feel like they are uh, kept back from their capacities. This capacity can be deployed later if your brain is harmed by aging or injury. It's your body's way of giving you buffer room in case you get a concussion and need to have the cognitive resources to recover. Another implication is that brain-healthy foods might maintain this reserve of brain capacity so that it can be used later when you need it. So you can think of it as a backup brain power. Think of like a backup gas tank in a long-range vehicle. Whether you're trying to dispel brain fog or keep brain aging at bay, these are the best brain foods. And there's a uh, graph, a rather pixelated graph, in fact, of the cognitive reserve theory. That's kind of a cool idea, isn't it? It, it makes sense, though, if you think about how our bodies are kind of designed with this uh, anti-fragility function where our bodies like to have a lot of backup systems. So first brain food is cacao. Mm, boy, I'm going to get hungry reading this. Cacao confers clear benefits. I'm not talking about sugar-laden milk chocolate. Of course not. If you're serious about your brain, I recommend consuming actual raw cacao. One of my all-time favorite uh, snacks is cacao nibs. Mmm, those are delicious. You can also add raw cacao powder to smoothies, hot chocolate, or even your coffee. I tend to prefer cacao nibs over cacao powder because it's very difficult to swallow cacao powder. It's very hydrophobic and will stick to the roof of your mouth. That's right. What's so special about cacao? As you age, blood vessels narrow and harden, hindering blood flow and increasing blood pressure. Cacao keeps this process at bay. It contains flavonoids that increase blood flow to the brain and lower blood pressure. Cacao even encourages the formation of new blood vessels called angiogenesis. Remarkably, a study in older adults reported that cacao consumption reverses age-related 
Memory decline. It's always refreshing to read about studies conducted in actual humans, uh, given how misleading it can be to uh, extrapolate from animal and in vitro models. And then next brain food, this one's not going to surprise anybody, blueberries. It's no coincidence that colorful, vibrant foods tend to be more antioxidant rich. Blueberries contain a blend of flavonoids with potent antioxidant effects in the brain. They're also enriched in pterostilbin, which is a superior version of its sister molecule, resveratrol. That's because pterostilbin is more bioavailable than resveratrol and more potent. Blueberry supplementation was recently reported to, or I think added to, turmeric tea in older adults at risk for dementia. Some tips to get the most out of a blueberry-enriched diet. If you're on a budget, consider getting frozen blueberries. Uh, Freezing blueberries doesn't really affect the nutritional content and is considerably cheaper. To realize benefits, I recommend eating a fistful of blueberries every day. Yes, when I lived in Kiev, Ukraine, every day I would buy a big, beautiful cup of blueberries from the little babushkas selling them on the street. And here's his favorite uh, smoothie recipe. is one cup of blueberries, eight ounce plain yogurt, a three-fourths of a cup of reduced fat milk, uh, one-half teaspoon of vanilla extract, and one-eighth ground nutmeg. That sounds delicious, doesn't it? If you're on a budget, you might look into Blue Brain Boost's blueberry powder extract, which contains 25% flavonoids, and I am a, or I was a affiliate with that vendor. I'm not sure if I am anymore. In fact, I'm going to look into that. If they are not selling that anymore, I will find somebody who is. And I might add to these recommendations. I became a bit more woke about blueberries when I read The Plant Paradox. And in The Plant Paradox, they explain that blueberries are really supposed to be a seasonal thing that you consume because of the fructose content in the blueberries. It is actually supposed to kind of fatten you up a bit because Europeans, if you're a European, have been eating blueberries since time immemorial in the fall time. And the purpose with this was for us to get a bit more fat, a bit more Santa Claus-like, so that we would have those uh, caloric reserves to get us through the the cold winter. And so in the past, I would, yeah, I'd be eating frozen blueberries all the time. But now, especially as I get a little bit older, I get a little bit more concerned with uh, with not getting fat. And I have not gotten fat, but um, uh, prevention is the key, right? So I'm not on board with eating blueberries every day now, year-round. Especially uh, the frozen ones, because those are 
being transported from like continents away. Who knows what kind of preservatives they're using on those. I'm a big fan of going a little bit crazy with blueberries in the, uh, in the fall time, in the early winter. Have at it. Enjoy them. Okay, third nootropic food is turmeric. Turmeric is a hot topic in neurodegenerative research right now. Who knew that a common spice could have such amazing health benefits? If you're wondering how to incorporate turmeric into your diet, one of the tastiest ways is with turmeric tea, believe it or not. One problem with turmeric is that it has poor oral bioavailability. It's uh, modified and cleared by the body too readily. This means that it doesn't stick around long enough to have a large effect. But taking turmeric with pepperine found in black pepper prevents turmeric from being cleared too quickly. And I'm still not certain at this point whether I should have equal amounts of turmeric and black pepper. At some point, I'll look that one up for you. Some researchers think that turmeric is one reason for lower incidence of dementia in India. Indians regularly consume turmeric-rich curries, which may protect their brains from premature aging. Some tips. The best dietary source of turmeric is from curries. That's because curries usually contain both oil and pepper. Oil can form a liposome around curcumin because it's hydrophobic, uh, enhancing its delivery in the body. And pepper also increases circulating curcumin. But do be cautious because turmeric interacts with blood-thinning medications like warfarin and drugs that reduce stomach acid like omprazole. And I'll add about turmeric, the big problem, the issue, is that a lot of the products that come out of India are badly contaminated with heavy metals and toxins. So you need to be pretty selective about turmeric. Thus, I will link in this article to a credible source. I think I'm going to link to the Health Rangers turmeric because I know that they do a time of flight spectroscopic analysis of products and that they are really paranoid about um, heavy metals in products. That's, that's what he talked about, at least in uh, his book that I reviewed. So yeah, turmeric is awesome, but you don't want to be consuming just any old turmeric brand. Next, we'll move on to flax seeds. I'm a firm believer that flax seeds do not get enough attention as a brain food. For some reason, flax seeds just don't sound very appetizing to me. What do you eat them with? Are they good for snacking? Flax seeds are naturally abundant in alpha-linoleic acid, ALA for short. There's evidence that ALA increases neurogenesis. Neurogenesis refers to the birth of new brain cells. For most of the 20th century, it was thought that an adult's brain was 
static, that it has all the brain cells it will ever have. But then it was discovered that new brain cells are continually created well into adulthood. ALA in flax seeds seems to stimulate this process. Flax seeds also contain DHA and EPA, which are primary structural components in the brain. It's especially important for children to get enough DHA and EPA to help with brain development. Other flax seed benefits include improved digestive health and lower cholesterol. And then the fifth brain food is coconut oil, which has gotten a lot of attention in recent years, and it's not all hype. Coconut oil has tangible brain-boosting effects. Coconut oil is comprised of a medium-chain triglycerides, the MCTs. Normally, the brain uses sugar glucose as a fuel source, but as it turns out, the brain can also use MCT, but only after they're broken down into ketone bodies. Why does this matter? It means that coconut oil provides the brain with additional fuel. Also, aging may impair the brain's ability to efficiently use sugar. Supplementing with coconut oil can make up for impaired sugar utilization in the brain. And coconut oil isn't just useful for the brain. It has 76 other uses and health benefits. Really? 76 other. I am not seeing a, a link for that, so I guess I'll have to take his word for it. And I uh, religiously eat a whole coconut every day, so I wonder if this means that I'm already getting sufficient coconut oil. Well, that's true. That's true. When we can get a good coconut, then I religiously, then I religiously have one. But if we uh, if we don't have access, then 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 unfortunately. Not. Or you can also put uh, coconut oil in coffee. It goes pretty well in coffee. So, in conclusion, just as the five foods we discussed nurture the brain, others are toxic. You want to stay away from swordfish and shark, which contain methyl mercury, and try to have uh, natural caught uh, freshwater salmon instead. It's best to limit dietary carbs that are cooked at extremely high temperatures. I'm talking about french fries and potato chips that contain small amounts of the neurotoxin acrylamide. Lastly, moderate alcohol consumption may be good for your heart, but drinking to excess depletes your body of vitamin B1 and it does harm the brain. On that note, I would direct people to go and check out my podcast on biohacking boozing. So do go and check out that brain food pyramid. If you have not already, you might want to share that one around. And then let me know, because I know there's a bunch of lists out there of different brain health foods, nootropic foods, etc. Let me know which ones you guys and gals have tried that you felt actually made a difference for you. I'm curious about that. I'd love to try them myself and spread the word. 
I'm Jonathan Roseland with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you. Why do you lie to them? You didn't have cookies yesterday. (laughs) Well, it was an article that I wrote a while back, and I just got around to doing the podcast version of it now. But I should admit that at one point, I did eat an entire package of cookies all myself. Well, where was I? I think this is before you were before you were around. Really? And let's be honest, if you were there, if you were there, would have you really made a concerted effort to dissuade me of eating cookies? I would have joined. You would have joined in. <laughs> yes, that's right. You would have enabled my indulgences in cookies. In fact, oh my gosh, now I'm thinking about a cookie. I know you're hungry. Oh, I'm not. I'm not that hungry yet, believe it or not. We would have indulged in together, John. That's right. And would have there been maybe sexy time involved? (laughs) There would have been, there would have been crumbles on the bed. Crumbles all over the bed. Yeah.